Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. We Stags, we love a good joke. And this year on April Fool's, John got me good. On today's episode of Heart of the Home, we're sharing our April Fool's jokes to each other. And we're also talking about the projects that made us feel like someone was punking us because they were so unbelievable. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hi, everyone. I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about our newest Stag Design launch, the Aspen Collection. This collection is elevated and grounded in earth tones and hand-painted patterns. Use the code HEARTOFTHEHOME for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two Gs. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. You know, the people have spoken. And you know what the people like? The people like John. (laughs) Right. They do. (laughs) Our episodes with John are consistently some of our most downloaded episodes. Really? Yes. I actually didn't know that. We're giving the people what they want, Uh, which is more John. (laughs) You know, but John, John got me pretty good this year on April Fool's. I have to say we're amateur pranksters. (laughs) We're really not practiced in the art of pranking. So, I mean, take this with a grain of salt. For us, it was good. But for those who practice the art of pranking, these are probably kind of, they're okay. We, we kind of wet the palate this year. <laughs> we've we'll done get better. Some, we've done some in the past that have been pretty good. I remember our very first year of marriage, um, I told you I was pregnant. You know, and people get really offended over the pregnancy prank because they think <laughs> it's because they think it's insensitive to people who can't have children. Uh, and well, I I yeah. totally get that. We went through our own stuff. So we yeah, we we've, we've definitely been through the infertility struggles and and we definitely have compassion for that. But when you've been married just a few months and your <laughs> wife tells you you're expecting, you were freaking out, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you were pretty nervous about that. Okay, but that's not what we did for this year. No, 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 no. What did we do this year? You Let's walk through. Okay. So it's tax season, <laughs> right? And, you know, I would have liked to get our tax, taxes done a long time ago, but um, I actually heard back from our accountant on April Fool's Day. And um, I thought, okay, how can I use this? Because I was actually really worried that we were going to owe a bunch of money. Because with our business and everything else we have going on, it's kind of unclear until you actually get down to the finish line it's what your complicated what your taxes will look like at least for us so um i was fretting that we would owe a ton of money and our accountant came back and said we actually got like our biggest return ever um so i was just like <laughs> so excited thinking i gotta tell jen i'm like wait it's april fool's day so i gotta flip this around and because he is heartless and cruel <laughs> he didn't tell me about the awesome return. Instead, I was at the gym, yeah, mid-workout, sweating away, and I get this frantic message from John. Text message. And a little more context. I mean, we're trying to grow our business, and it takes a lot of cash. And so we're trying to be really careful with what we spend our money on and invest in. And we want to build the business and get, you know, you know, do the most important things first. And so cash is 
really important to us right now. And so I texted Jen and said, I'm so frustrated. I do not understand what's going on. We're going to owe like $10,000 in taxes this year. And I, I don't know a lot of details yet. I'm going to have to figure this out. It must be something to do with a truck, Trump tax overhaul. But man, And we had gonna... just been talking about that because some of our friends had bad experiences. Yeah, because for small business owners, it's kind of been a mixed bag. Some people have been really happy with the changes and others, it's been really bad for them. So, um, and I... <laughs> And I knew, this is really mean, but I knew that Jen was really anxious about money right now because of everything we're trying to do with the business. And um, so I knew this would really get her. <laughs> so mean. So how did, how, did that, how did you react to that initial text? I was mid-workout and I get this message and it's like, oh my gosh, I just got our taxes back and we owe like $10,000. I don't know how this happened. We have got to cut back somewhere that we really needed that money, you know, and it sounded just like your freaking out voice. <laughs> like it sounded just like you were having a panic attack. And so I literally stopped my workout mid workout stopped. I like was shaking. I had to like sit down. I started tearing up. I was and you so... sent me a few texts. Yes. Cause I was freaking out. And instead of like immediately saying April fools, I oh, no, like, you okay, kept I'm going to keep this going. But I knew that you were probably, and especially based on what you were texting me, I, I knew you were freaking out a little bit. <laughs> so I kept it going for a little while, and then I finally said, April Fool's. And the funny thing was, she was making fun of me that morning because I totally fell for an Instagram post by one of our friends that they were pregnant. And we totally would have known if they were really pregnant. So I fell for it, and, and Gemma's was like, John, it's April Fool's Day. I can't believe you fell for that. And then literally like two hours later, she's totally hook, line, and sinker falling for this thing. No questions asked. So I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, okay, okay. So the whole day I was like, I have to get him back, but I can't do something he's totally expecting. So I came up with this whole elaborate prank that totally would have worked on you. You know what ruined it? Our children. I couldn't pull it off with our kid. I was taking care of our kids all oh, day and day. I couldn't pull it off during the day when mm. I had all the kids because it was too complicated. So it was nighttime. Have you even told me what you were planning? No, to do? because you... I am going to You're use it, it next, next year. year. Okay. Yes. I'm, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I put too much thought into that one. I'm saving it for next yeah, year. Yeah, Because the replacement wasn't that great. <laughs> oh, it was too. You're John likes to downplay my success in pulling off pranks Jen against is him. not a good liar, and I appreciate that about her, but <laughs> she did not pull this one off super well. <laughs> well, it would, it would have been pulled off super well if I hadn't been sitting next to you in bed. So it was late. I mean, it was like 11 o'clock, and we're sitting in bed, and I start texting our neighbor, who has a house full of teenage girls, and one of them has a boyfriend with a car that's like always parked outside our house and they drive up really fast and speed away really fast. And so I texted her and I'm like, hey, will you help me prank John? So I was like, and she's like, sure, I'm up for it. <laughs> so I said, you need to tell him that Lara's boyfriend backed into his truck because his truck was parked outside and, and then, you know, see what he says. I'm like, that'll be totally believable. And she's like, oh my gosh, okay. So she totally does. She texts both of us. And yeah, she's she did like, a good job. She's good. Yeah, she was like, I'm so sorry. 
Lara's boyfriend wasn't paying attention. He backed into your truck. He's so upset about it that he ran home to tell his dad. And <laughs> Lara and I are out here looking at the damage. So, John. Wait, wait, wait. Well, okay. okay no, this you is t- where you I tell screwed up version. a little bit. You tell your version. Okay, this is, this is where I screwed up a little bit because I knew my face was going to give it all away. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. I, like, announced that I was getting Which up and going to the bathroom. never does. I'm like, is something wrong? What? <laughs> What's going on here? And she had this weird look on her face like, I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) I knew I was going to ruin it if I didn't get out of there fast. All you had to do was get out of bed and go to the bathroom. You didn't need to announce it to me. But then you didn't look at the text right away. So then I had to like give you a nudge. Like, did you just see that text? Yeah, and that was fine. I totally bought that. I, I jumped out of bed and I was like... He literally leaped out of bed, yeah. said a swear word. I know I, on- I I really wanted to, but I actually am proud of myself <laughs> that I held it in. You held it together. I was definitely threw on his pants. bombs in my head. Threw on it. What the heck? I mean, you were so mad. But I couldn't record that part because that totally have would have given it away. Yeah, that it. totally would have given it away. So I, I got up to while you were throwing your clothes on. And I went out by the entryway, and I started recording you where you couldn't tell I was recording you, and that's when and I gave it away. At this point, I was like, something's off here. She's acting weird. Because <laughs> you were looking out the window, and I can't remember what you said, but it was just like, okay, this is a prank. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk out there, and immediately I'm like, this is a prank, isn't it? And But I wasn't sure, so I walked out there, and our neighbors <laughs> were like crouching behind my truck with their lights and trying to make it seem like something had happened, and... It was pretty good. <laughs> it was it was actually a really good idea, and our neighbors were awesome. Yeah, my along. execution could have been better. But yeah, you could lie a little better. <laughs> I am not as well-versed in the art of lying as you are, Jonathan It's easy Stag. to lie by text. You can practice. It is. And... So next year, I definitely do not, I will not be present during the prank, because yes. I will okay. ruin it. I will watch for that now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You've been warned, I guess. Okay. So let's dive into some projects that we both looked at each other, and we were like, what is happening right now? Oh, by the way, if you're hearing little noises here and there and little tiny sneezes, it's because I have a tiny person on my lap while I'm recording this. Vivian um, didn't have anywhere to go this morning, so she's hanging with us and about to smash John's keyboard into my computer. So <laughs> anyway, this is real life, people. Okay, let's talk about this projects. The first one that, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw this unfold, right? We've talked about it in past episodes, the backyard, but more specifically, I feel like the worst part of the backyard was the retaining wall. Yeah. Well, yeah, all the like excavation work and the retaining wall, everything. The fence was really bad, but it wasn't nearly as bad. We'll get get to the fence. No, the the retaining wall. Oh, we're going to do the fence too. Okay. We're going to touch on the fence as well. Now, the retaining wall, here's the Cliff's Notes version because we've already touched on this before, but um, we had a big photo shoot coming up in our backyard. Really super important. Video shoot. Video shoot. Even harder. Super, super, super important one with lots of important people flying in from all over the country. Big, big team names of people. involved. Yep. And um, we could have dived into the backyard or we could not have. And we could have salvaged it and just made it work until after the shoot. Because it was basically we had bought the house and then done some excavation work in the backyard to add two really small additions off the back to help us reconfigure the floor plan. And, of course, that tore up 
when you're doing a, even a small addition, you have to tear up a huge amount of space to do it, to make room to build the foundation, footing and foundation. And so they tore out all the sprinklers in the backyard, tore everything up. And after we finished the additions, we tried to put things back together somewhat, but it was basically a completely unusable backyard. But the shoot was going to be on the side patio, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. So we could have just left it as as is, but, you know. It was pretty ugly back there. We're pretty ambitious souls, so we decided to go for it. We found a contractor that said that he could get the retaining wall done. Oh, in plenty of time. (laughs) It's not even a problem before the shoot. He'll be done way before it. Yeah, and I'm I'm a corporate lawyer, so I know how to draft and negotiate a contract and we had a contract in writing very clear about what he was going to do and in what time frame and and we said we wouldn't give him much money up front because that's a bad idea to give a contractor a lot of money up front especially if you haven't worked with them before um so i was really careful about how much money i gave him up front i gave him a little bit to start um and then you know he started in and he tore into the backyard brought in a backhoe and just made a huge mess he would basically come every once in a while, make it look like he was working, tear everything up, make everything 10 times worse than it was previous, and then leave. And we wouldn't see him for several days. And then we'd call and call and call and call and call and call and call. And then he'd show back up, move around dirt for like an hour, and then leave again. And it happened again and again and again. And the photo shoot kept getting closer. And, and we closer. wanted so badly to believe that we could actually get this done, that we just kept motoring and, and, along. And I kept saying... This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. And John kept saying, it's going to happen. John was like, Mr. Optimistic. It'll be fine. Because, you know, we've we've pulled off a lot of stuff in the past. We have been successful at getting projects done on really tight timeframes before. And it's oftentimes stressful, especially right up until the end. But, you know, it's always worked before. So I just figured. Why wouldn't it work this time, too? Of course, it'll work again. I mean, this is a nice guy, and he's doing his best. And Oh, no, he's not. I, I was has your too opinion willing. of him changed at this point? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, I have env- envisioned what I would do if I saw him. Anyway, let's... I think let's... he just got in over his head, and instead of being honest about that, he just got overwhelmed and then didn't show up anymore <laughs> well the night before the photo well okay two days to the photo shoot the crew's coming the next day to come and check out the space right mm-hmm. and the whole pl- i mean it was like the crew like the, the video, video crew, crew the video was shoot. flying in to the day before the shoot people to, from to check all things over out. right so two days before the shoot it's like a disaster out there. And it's a in muddy, end mucky. of March, beginning of April. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like this really wet, uh-huh. muddy. And we have this, we had torn out the existing patio. Mm-hmm. So, or no, no, no we hadn't. No, we yet. hadn't yet. But there was a lot of dirt around it mm-hmm. that became this muddy, soupy bog. Mess. And then we had committed to go to a fundraiser the night before. And when we left to go to the fundraiser, he was still there. Mm hmm. And then it started snowing. Major snowstorm. <laughs> like major, well, major spring like four snowstorm. Spring. It was probably three or four inches. But that was, but that was a lot. really bad for and this photo shoot. And then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. He just disappeared. He was gone. He left us with this disaster of a backyard. So and- we woke up Sunday morning and they were coming Sunday night to inspect the site. And then Monday morning was like full go, full day of video Shooting. shoot. And I woke up 
looked outside. There was a back. There was a bobcat that he on left, our patio, abandoned, and piles of you know road fill, which was supposed to firm up this muddy mess and you know gravel and other things like these huge piles on our patio and everything covered in like four inches of snow. <laughs> and I was like, people are coming. In like an, a matter of hours. And what was my reaction? You were like losing your mind. <laughs> I I like to think of myself as somebody who's pretty cool and calm and collected under pressure. Like I've been in really, really stressful situations mm-hmm. and I don't usually lose my cool. Like I'm I'm usually like, you know, cool as cucumber. It's okay. Yeah. Right until the last minute. You know, I may be freaking out a little bit on the inside, but I'm usually like on the outside. Totally. I'm Okay. I have never been so stressed out never in my like entire <laughs> life because <laughs> like I was the like, world was coming to oh an end. Oh my gosh! Because I was like, these people are coming from all over the country, and everyone's counting on me, and they're all depending on me, and I'm committed to this, and this is it really was a to- t- it was, was a ton of pressure, and <laughs> oh I got to admit, it was not looking good at that point. <laughs> oh my God. But John, bless his heart, was like, we can do this. It's okay. So he and like- luckily, I have amazing brothers. Who are skilled and willing to come <laughs> skip church and come help on a oh, yeah. Sunday so morning? So everybody skip church and <laughs> talk about just boxes the in the mire. Like literally, there was mire in our backyard. Oh yeah, it was crazy town. So luckily, we had a backhoe mm-hmm. that I had paid to rent. Mm-hmm. Long story, I'd paid a bunch of things for this contractor instead of him having to pay for him with the money I gave him. Um, and <laughs> because why not? Luckily, my brother knows how to operate a backhoe much better than I do. And my other brother and nephew came and some friends came over. We had this group of people who we were so grateful for who showed up. And we were able to clear everything off the patio and do our best to firm up the dirt around the patio, which with four inches of melting snow was not We put down like Like, road fill. We created like a river. (laughs) For the water to drain the water off because there was a little bit of a slope. Like literally, literally there was a river of water as the snow melted flowing off. And I rented like a power washer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm having like anxiety flashbacks we, right now. And finally, we had to put down like show, sheets of four by eight plywood, plywood all over the dirt area so that we could at least have some surface for people to stand. Because that's where they had to set up all their oh, cameras. The camera pointing, equipment. Luckily pointing back at the house and the patio. Oh, yeah. But we, I had to get up on the roof and shovel the snow off the roof because this was supposed to be like a summertime Summer. look, <laughs> and there was snow on our roof. They, the crew, I honestly, they have, they had such a good attitude about it. They didn't say a thing. They did not say a thing about other than encouragement. They were like, "Oh, we can't believe you did this," and I can't believe oh my you pulled gosh. this they off. They didn't and... know how bad it was, though. We did not share how bad it was. We were so worried. That we were be so, so freaking out. They were so wonderful, and you know what? I've worked with them a bunch of times yeah. since. And we were lucky that they were so cool about They it were so wonderful. And they made it work and the shoot was beautiful and the next day was a beautiful sunny day. It was the cold. The client, it was really Crate tell. and Barrel and they were thrilled with it. They were so happy. It went yeah. up on their website. So We're really lucky with how well it turned out, but man, that was a stressful day. Oh, yeah. Okay. We kept waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out and say, punk. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one, the attic in the Stag Renault. So, John, you have consistently said that this is one of your worst projects ever, Mm -hmm. that you will never, ever do something like this again. Oh, totally. I'll pay someone else to do this. Yeah. So when we bought the Stag Renault, here's a little background. When we bought the Stag Renault, it had been vacant for eight years. 
nobody had lived here. All the old previous owners' stuff was still in the house. It was a big hot mess. So we knew that there were a couple holes in the attic, like access points, basically. In the soffit. In the soffit and fascia outside of the house. We didn't know how bad it was. We had seen some some kind of territorial squirrels mm-hmm. hanging out on our roof. Squirrels are mean, man. I've learned this. Oh, yeah. There were a couple really big ones that that were quite territorial about the house when we bought the house. And when we started doing some construction, they would like come over and shake their tiny fists at John. Hey, they would literally like on the other <laughs> side of a room be like screaming at me. If you've ever heard a squirrel scream, oh, yeah. there's it's a thing. They do it. They were they were legitimately really mad that we were working on the house. Well, because they had lived there and had domain their domain for eight yes. years. We did not know how bad it was until we actually got up. Well, I didn't ever go up there. I was very pregnant, mm-hmm. by the way, with Anna. So I didn't get up in the attic. But John went up there and he sent me a picture of his flashlight shining into the attic. And what was there? Uh, so it, it was kind of hard to tell because there was blow-in fiberglass insulation that had been there for 30, 40 years. What was left of the insulation? And like in the part where you access the attic, it was all pretty clean. I mean, it was old and you know breaks down over time. But on the other side where the squirrels had set up shop, which I, I didn't see until I got <laughs> over there, like literally there were more pine cones than there was insulation. Like the insulation thousands. to pine cone ratio flipped on that side <laughs> of the attic. It was thousands of pine it cones was, and squirrel debris. And that is not an exaggeration. Maybe hundreds of thousands of pine cones. It was eight years worth of accumulation of pine cones by these squirrels. The squirrels had staked their claim on the vacant house. They had decided nobody's living here. We're going to live here. And they set up a full squirrel village. It was yep. a village up yeah, there. Clearly, like multiple squirrels have been living there for a long time. Oh, yeah. So there are these vacuums <laughs> that you can rent well, to well, suck well, out insulation. Okay, let, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, okay. I was like, John, we need to just hire somebody to do this. Like, we need to clear out the whole attic. And you were like, no, maybe it was your, I don't know, maybe it was your anger at the squirrels. Maybe it was your defiance. Take care of this myself. Yes, your defiance toward the tiny little squirrel fists that had been shaking at you for months. Maybe it was that, oh, not even months, a few weeks. We didn't know how bad it was when we bought the house. Um, maybe it was that you were too frugal or that you were like... Probably just I didn't know who I, I would even hire to do that job. Yeah, I don't know. I but... was doing a lot of the demo myself, and this was kind of demo related. Uh-huh. So what did you do? You did some research. I did some research. So they have these really big vacuums that, su- that are meant to suck out insulation. And I figured, well, we're going to be replacing portions of the roof and taking ceilings down on, in portions of the house. So we might as well just start fresh. Because the even the spots where the insulation wasn't full of pine cones it was you know gross and it accumulated a lot of dirt and crap over time and i wanted to make sure this is really energy efficient so i was like let's start over with all new blow-in insulation we'll just suck out the old stuff and start over and then we can clean out and make sure we know exactly what's going on on that other side where all the squirrels are so i rent this huge vacuum thing with this probably four inch hose which i thought was Huge, plenty big, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and um, and so you set it up and you put one hose into the attic and the other hose into like a dumpster so it can 
throw all this insulation and into then, it. And then you suit it up like you were going to Mars. Yeah, because fiberglass, if you get it on your skin, is not fun. And yeah. I knew it would take so, a while. So, so I was you like were in, in this space giant suit. white space suit. Yeah, so I get up there. And it was luckily in the winter, so it wasn't super hot up there. But, you know, it was fairly easy going on the side where there were no, you know, pine cones or squirrels. But as soon as we got closer and closer to that spot, it's, I realized it's probably not good to suck pine cones into this vacuum because it, it like gums up the machine. It probably was not expecting to have pine no, cones sucked it, into it. It was not good. So I realized after I got on, over to that side that um, I was just going to have to tear the whole ceiling out of that entire side of the house and let the stuff fall down in. And it was like, we have pictures of it. It was a horror show. <laughs> was it really was. It was like squirrel so carnage bad. everywhere. It was the worst, not actual squirrel, but there were probably. No, the squirrels took like, off as soon as we started working. Oh, yeah, but, but there were probably dead squirrels up there. I didn't find any, but I'm sure there were that I didn't find. Maybe that had decomposed. There was definitely squirrel <laughs> poop. Oh, yeah. There was squirrel poop. I had a mask, luckily. Oh, it was the worst job. But ever. as I was up there, especially before I decided to just tear the ceilings down, because if you've been in an attic before, when they when they nail the shingles to the roof, the nails protrude through into the attic space. So if you're in a tight space trying to get your head and your body into this little area, you're literally having the nails from the roof like cut into your scalp. <laughs> I was like, it was that moment surrounded by squirrel feces leftovers. Um, and pine cones and fiberglass insulation in this tight, dark, cramped space. I was thinking, why am I doing this right now? <laughs> this is the worst job I've ever done in Whatever my life. Whatever you would have had to pay, it would have been worth it. Oh, yeah. And at that point, I was like, I'll just tear the ceilings down and we'll be done. But yeah, I'll never do that again. Never. Hopefully, we'll never be in a situation like that again. Right. Okay. So the attic. More backyard stuff. That's a shocker, right? Because we're on to the next project, and uh, it's the backyard drain. Hmm. So in our backyard, when we... The house had some drainage issues in the backyard, and then we did the construction back there, and it had even more drainage issues. So our back, our basement flooded a couple times. Not major, major flood, but enough that it was really concerning. So John came up with a solution to solve the water drainage issue in the backyard. Yeah. So our house, um, the backyard is the upslope of a mountainside, not significant slope, but you know, the water naturally would pool around our foundation in the back if we don't have a way of getting rid of the water, because <clears throat> there's not really a way to slope away from the house very much. So I knew even when I bought the place that we would need to put in a drain system to get the water from pooling up right behind the house, kind of shunt it around the two sides of the house and down the mountain. And of course that system wasn't installed before. So um, not being an expert in this, I mean, this is a good example of just figuring it out and doing some research. And I mean, it's not super complicated, but the work is challenging. So, um, yeah, you have to basically dig a trench all around the property, or at least the back, and um, that that normally wouldn't be challenging, but our backyard is basically mostly rock and a little bit of dirt in nothing between Nothing in our backyard is easy. Like, nothing. Yeah. So I, I rented every, a trencher. Every turn. Yeah, obviously, you want to use the tools that you can find to help 
make the job easier. And the trenchers are awesome. They make digging a trench a lot easier, assuming you don't run into rocks all the time. And rocks the size of cars. I mean, I wish we were exaggerating. Our backyard, we literally live on a mountainside made of granite. And yeah. so we have ginormous boulders. So I've never been a potato farmer, but I have heard that when you are farming potatoes, you everywhere you dig, potatoes are coming up out of the ground. And it was basically like that, but with rocks. <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere you dig, there are rocks, small ones, big ones. Anyway, so I... Used a trencher, but it didn't help a lot. So I had to mostly by hand dig a trench. It was probably like a six inch wide, you know, two to three feet deep at times trench all around the back of our house. Again, in springtime where it was raining all the time and dealing with mud issues and it was just a nightmare. You were job. so mad working on that drain. And not then, only getting the trench dug, but digging it so that there would be a continuous downward slope mm-hmm. from the high point in the backyard down around the side. So it was it was really an engineering issue. It was it was complicated. <laughs> it was really complicated. Sure. But you did it and you got it working and then the next time it rained, our basement flooded in a different spot. What happened? <laughs> What happened? The rain gutters were full of leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So this drainage system that was designed to allow the rain gutters to, you know, drain into the drainage system and for it to go out around the house, the water was just spilling over the sides of the rain gutters because they were full of leaves. So if you spend your entire spring and summer on a drainage system, make sure you also clean out your rain gutters because it doesn't do you a lot of good unless the water actually goes into the drain. Yeah, you got punked yeah. by the leaves. Yeah. And the rain. Mother covers. Nature was messing around. Yeah. Messing Mother around. Nature was messing around with us again. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, which is the sewer line at our rental property. Yeah. So this we... one's super gross, I will <laughs> warn you. Well, I mean, it's a sewer line. I mean, you so know what happens to a sewer line, right? Okay. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone understands knows. that, yes. Okay. Um, I felt the need to point that out. We don't okay. need to go into great detail about what happens in a sewer line. So we bought a property, you know, right after we moved back from law school um, here in Salt Lake. And it's a duplex in an area close to the University of Utah and downtown Salt Lake City. And um, great area. We knew it would be an awesome area for us to live in for a while, but then to keep long term as a rental. It was a complete gut. But it was a project. It was built in like 1949, I believe. Oh, wait, earlier than that, No, no, it was was the 40s. I can't remember. Oh, that is later than I thought. But it needed, I mean, they had almost done no renovation to it other than small minor upkeeps like the original cabinets, which are actually kind of cool, but they had been damaged so badly badly over the years that we couldn't really salvage hardly anything. And there had been a bunch of like gross... Like frat boys living in it, yeah. and like painting demons lots and spray of, paint on the walls. Lots of marijuana, lots smoking of marijuana and, smoking, and like edible marijuana. They had like a cookie cutter the in the shape cutter. of a marijuana uh-huh. leaf. <laughs> like, yeah, good times had been had <laughs> many. in that for many years. <laughs> so we we had to just gut, you know, yeah. all of the upper floor, and there was a basement that had never been finished. Um, so it was an awesome opportunity to really expand the size of the living space and get more renters in eventually. So financially awesome investment and it has been since, uh, but we knew we'd have to renovate the whole place. And with an old 
house like that, the sewer line is often an issue because they used to take like sections of clay pipe and connect them together. So at every point where the clay connects together is an entry point for roots and other stuff. And of course they break over time as, you know, earth settles and pressure is on the pipe. We have um, PVC pipe now that is, or ABS pipe, I think more often that is much better. It's a much better material for sewer lines now. But um, when you're dealing with an old property like that, unless you are able to just completely excavate the whole front yard out to the street, in our case, you kind of have to do your best to work with this thing. So we had, I think it was while we were renovating it, we had our first backup and we didn't realize this was going to be an issue, but it just filled up. And because we, it was a duplex and both sewer lines connect together in a Y and then go out to Uh the street. So if one clogs, both flood. Both flood. And that was fun. Yeah. And the, there are, we have to say there are ginormous trees. Like the tree roots in this area are real. Like yeah. these are Huge not trees. like little trees. I mean, these are like ginormous trees that have been there for a very, 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 very long time. And the roots, you know, they've they've just kind of taken on a life of their own. We're talking like 30 feet away from the nearest tree. We have roots growing into this yeah. sewer line. <laughs> yeah. So we hired somebody to come in and like get one of those pipe tree root chopper thingies. What are those called? Is that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) Pipe tree. Yeah. It's called a pipe tree root chopper thingy. That's exactly the name of it. (laughs) They have different ways of doing it. There's like a, I actually don't know the name, so don't make fun of me, but I'll at least lead out with that. Um, It's like a hydro cutter, I think. I've heard it referred to <laughs> that way, but you just made it's like up. high pressure water that ends up cutting out the roots. Um, so we use that anyway, when we were renovating and especially when we were working on the front yard, we actually tore open a huge section of the yard and replaced probably 20 feet of this pipe. Um, but we weren't able to do all of it at the time. And it's just been a constant problem mm-hmm. to deal with. So if you, what we've learned from that is when you buy a property Get pay the extra two to three hundred dollars to have a plumber come in and and do a video of the whole line, mm-hmm. so you can watch on the video exactly what that sewer line looks like all the way out to the street. Because if that's going to be a problem, you want to know it before you buy the property, and then you want to plan to replace it, like as you're doing the renovation. Because nothing's worse than finishing a basement and then having it flood with sewage. Yeah, because <laughs> what's our solution now? Well, now we're going to have to tear, because we thought we had fixed the problem completely. Like five times. I yeah. feel like we've been through this multiple times. And now there's a section that's actually under the house that's causing us problems. So if to fix that, we'll have to open up a completely finished space, you know, tear into the concrete dig down, replace that section of pipe, and then put it all back together, which is not going to be fun. But we're going to have to do that. And we're limping along by doing like hydro cutting twice a year, but that's not fun. And we're going to have to replace a retaining wall anyway, so we probably should do both of those at the same time. Our strategy with that property was let's just renovate the whole thing all at once, and then we're going to have a lot less maintenance issues. And other than the sewer line, that has been true. true. It's been very low maintenance because we basically completely renovated the whole property. But, you know, that's what you get with okay. old properties. Okay, the next one. 
the framers on the stag reno. Yeah. Um... Bottom of the barrel type contractors, might I say. Well, it depends. I mean, obviously, there are very good framers out oh, there. Not very all reliable. framers. No, our framers. Well, the ones that we about. chose. Yeah. The ones that we chose happen to be the worst of the worst of the worst when it no, comes no, to no. contractors. It, there could have been worse. I mean, we didn't get abandoned and they didn't take our money, but uh, they were a challenge to work with, I'll just say. Yeah. Who were, were they the contractors that got into a fight? No. Oh no, those were this the that retaining was the same wall. Same guy, yeah. That was the retaining wall people. Yeah. That we had to call the police on because they got into a fight in our backyard. Literally like rolling down our side yard, punching each other. Oh yeah. Freaking out our neighbors. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that that probably is another story. No, let's talk about the framers <laughs> who I'm pretty sure there were a couple of drug addicts in there. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure drug addicts. I mean, like, John's that's like not, not even, even a joke. surprised. Yeah. No, like and the head framer. I have a beef with him. <laughs> We're not friends. Okay, so the head framer, um, I was not a fan of his because he, I just, I feel like I pride myself on having a BS radar. <laughs> I can smell it out on people. I swear I can. And I have a really hard time with people who are insincere or lying. I feel like I can sense when they're lying to me. Would you agree that I have the superpower? <laughs> You're pretty good at that. I yes. have a superpower. Yes. It's my superpower. And I, from the first and time sometimes, I met that guy. And sometimes, especially with contractors, I'm more trusting than Jen is. Which, you know, you have the combination of a former journalist and a corporate lawyer. <laughs> We're not super trusting <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> We're no dummies. You can't pull the wool over our eyes. So that's saying something. I guess I have a soft spot for contractors because I've been one and managed a construction company in the past and i know how challenging it is to run a construction company just to give a shout out and give to give them some credit i mean it's very challenging to keep to schedules when you it's really hard to keep your guys working and showing up every day and you get your materials in there and and you're working with all these other trades and trying to make sure you're doing your work at the right time and but you're managing several other projects at the same time. It's a really challenging business to be in. So I really try and be understanding of that and flexible about that. And we care about building relationships with contractors that are long-term. And we love our contractors. Like I would say the majority of the contractors that we work with, we love them. We have good relationships with them. We use them again and again and again. But these contractors, we will never use again. (laughs) So some are better at managing those challenges of being a contractor and, and running a, a business than others. Um, and so our framers, I mean, again, they were doing their best and it was a challenging project and they, and the guy that we hired was kind of doing it part-time, which is, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. We were paying less. And because of that, we were kind of being helped in the off hours. And But he would start doing things and not look at the plans. Right. That, I mean, that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a problem. Like he would just like he would look at what it was supposed to look like rather than looking at the exact dimensions. And then he would just start building it and hope that it worked out. Right. And it didn't work out. <laughs> and luckily, I'm I'm the I was essentially the general contractor on the project, although I'm not a general. I don't have a general contractor's license. I've um, enough experience to manage my own projects. 
Um, so I was luckily there most of the time he was working and able to work alongside him. And, and really I was working alongside him because I wanted to make sure he showed up and that he was doing the work. That's John's strategy when he's worried about somebody. Cause he, I, I mean, I'll toot your home for a second. John literally knows how to do everything on a, almost everything on a, on a job site. And so his strategy when he's worried about something or when he wants the contractor to work harder is that. He just shows up and starts working with them. Just there to help. Yep. He's just there to help. <laughs> but really, he's like micromanaging. Yeah. They don't love when he helps. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I was able to be there and kind of help out and ask questions and catch things before they became issues. And uh, frankly, that's true of every type of trade. You, you kind of have to be there or someone on your behalf needs to be there really watching everything going on. Cause no matter how talented and reliable your contractors are, they don't know your project nearly as well as you do or your general contractor does. And so um, if you're right there and really paying attention, you can catch things before they happen or as they're happening and it can solve a lot of problems. But So the um, roof was open, the contractors, the framers wouldn't show up to finish framing in the roof and um, it snowed in our house. Right, yeah. Yeah, it snowed in our house. And I was shoveling out our current living room. Yeah. With And my six-month pregnant hormones were raging. <laughs> I was ready to march myself up to him. She had a few conversations with him and that I asked her not to do again. I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll handle managing him. Because <laughs> she, she would have But I was ready off. to handle it. I was ready to handle it. Yes. Completely yeah. rationally, of course. And you're okay, stressed maybe out it six months pregnant. Maybe it got the better of me, but I was, I was pretty upset. Generally okay. speaking, I handle management of contractors. Um, it depends on the trade. I guess, hey, but. <laughs> that's not fair. Okay. The last one we just want to touch on. I think we've talked about this before here on the podcast is our backyard fence, which if you followed along in the fence saga last year, you know, our producer Kelton just said, I was really invested in the fence <laughs> because it was like, you've got to be kidding me. We ran into all these problems with the fence. And then the very last problem that we ran into the paint color, the stain, yeah. the stain, it was like, I cannot believe the stain. We, we, you went and pulled, okay, basically, you went to the, the paint store. We finally selected the stain after going back and forth and back and forth on a bunch of different colors, testing it all out. You go and take the, the cans of stain mm-hmm. off the shelf. They're all labeled the same. Yep, same exact label. He gets done with one can, starts the next can, totally different. Totally different color. Totally freaking different color. And if you have ever stained anything, or I'm sure you can just guess, you can't stain over stain. You can't unstain it. You can't unstain it, and you can't like cover it up with a different stain and have it be a different color. Wood soaks up the stain, and that's the color you get, right? And if you want to change it, you have to sand it down, if that's even possible, depending and, on how porous the wood is. And me being the journalist I am, I was documenting it in real time. Like, look, everyone, we're finally staining the fence. We're so excited. Stain, stain, stain. Isn't it so pretty? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That looks very different. What's going on here? 
And then it was like the realization of what was happening and like your face and how mad you were. I mean, you wouldn't even let me talk to you. You were so (laughs) mad about it. I couldn't even say anything. I was just like sitting way back with the girls on the trampoline. Because it had been months and months of trying to get this fence finished because we had problems with the post shifting with bad weather and you know, all kinds of problems with just getting the thing built. And I was thinking, oh, finally, we'll bang out the stain. It'll be done. It'll be beautiful. And then this happens. So it's like, are you kidding me? And we, I remember, I think I said out loud, like, where is the hidden camera? This cannot be happening. Like, what is going on? Mm. So you, I will say, Sherwin-Williams did it right. Yeah. They Well, first of all, to mistake. explain what the problem was, if after a really close examination of the labels of the two cans the only difference was one number at the end of the skew so they were updating the color basically which indicated and phasing they out had changed the, other color. the color and changed the skew to show which one was which color and but they put them both on the shelf together next to one another and so i just pulled them off and bought them of course i'm not going to look at the skew of every product i buy to make sure that all the no, cans the are exactly the same no the names said the same color name color everything everything so they had changed their color formulation and not pulled the old formulation off the shelves or at least Discounted clarified them which was or which, something right? like that and so when they realized that that's what happened they covered the cost of replacing all of the slats that we had stained the wrong color i mean let's just that's really significant i feel like yeah. because like that's a like that's a legit customer service yeah, customer that was good. customer or company. I cannot talk. That's a good customer ser- service experience, right? With Sherwin Williams to to own the mistake and to and they fixed it. it. They paid for all of the new wood, which was a lot of labor for you to then replace all the wood on the fence that you had just finished. But but at least we weren't coming out of pocket for more. We stained it again. Yep, it's gorgeous. We love the fence. We never want to do the fence again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a new, we have another section of fence we're going to make look the same way on the other side of the house. And we just hope that it goes smoothly and it's nice. Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, those are the projects that we felt like were April Fools. And Mr. Stag, I would just say, um, You've been warned because next year I'm coming for you. <laughs> Except for I totally know to expect some big thing next year. Yes, yeah. but you will forget <laughs> that it's New Year's. Yes, or I that will. It's April Fool's. I will totally fall for it. You will forget. You will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening as usual. Hey, we would love if you hopped over and gave us a little review and a rating. We read every single one and it makes us so happy. And thanks to John for joining me on this episode. We are going to have more episodes coming up with John because the people love you. (laughs) Well, hopefully we have some interesting things to talk about. You're always interesting. Have a great day, everyone. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.